Today is February the 25th, and today we hear of a horrible misunderstanding Jephthah had about God. What was it? Let's find out together as we study Judges chapter 11. Yesterday we saw how Jephthah uh, delivered Israel from uh, the enemy, delivered them from the Ammonites. We jumped over something that happened before the battle, though. In verse 30, Judges 11, verse 30, Jephthah made a vow to the Lord. He said, if you give me victory over the Ammonites, I will give to the Lord whatever comes out of my house to meet me when I return in triumph. I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Now Jephthah made this knowing full well who was in his house. There were probably animals in his house. Um, he was probably not a farmer, uh, probably didn't have flocks, but he had something. He had uh, goats maybe or sheep. And he also had people living in his house. And he knew when he made this vow that there was a good chance that a person would come out of his house. After his victory, verse 34, when Jephthah returned home to Mizpah, his daughter came out to meet him, playing on a tambourine, dancing for joy. She was his one and only child. He had no other sons or daughters. When he saw her, he tore his clothes in anguish, Oh, my daughter, he cried out, you have completely destroyed me. You've brought disaster on me, for I've made a vow to the Lord, and I cannot take it back. The story goes on, says that his daughter said, I understand, please let me go to the mountains and mourn my upcoming death. He allowed her to do that. She came back and he offered her in sacrifice to God. Now the point of this story is this is how far Israel has fallen. Remember that Israel, this area, had abandoned God and they had begun to follow all of the other gods in the land, including the god Chemosh, who's the god of the Moabites. The god Chemosh was the image of a man seated with his hands forward. Behind that image was a cavity where they would stoke a great fire. And when the metal hands got red hot, the person making the sacrifice of his own firstborn would lay that baby in the hands of the God and the baby would die. Jephthah was used to seeing human sacrifice. The problem is he thought Jehovah would be pleased with a human sacrifice. This is how far Israel has fallen. 
problem for us today is that far too many times we think that we know what God wants. And we think it's what we have always done. But is that truly what God wants? What is it that God looks for us to be doing? Frequently, we think it's just what our parents did or just what we've been doing for the past decade is what we've been doing for the past decade, what God really wants. A very simple um, example of that, does God want us to worship on Sunday mornings? I was challenged in this as a missionary. Uh, in the country of Colombia, uh, we traveled to a remote village. It was known for what was called sweet cheese, queso dulce. It was actually uh, milk that was caramelized, hardened almost to a, uh, a cheese-like texture then it would kind of be very, very sweet. So the majority of people in the church were farmers. They had cows. Cows needed to be milked in the mornings. I remember we arrived on Saturday evening for a wedding. We got there a little bit late. They were still waiting for us, so we celebrated the wedding. We weren't done until 11 o'clock. When it came time for all of us to lay down, go to sleep that night, I looked at the pastor and I said, what time is the service tomorrow morning? He said, five o'clock. I said, oh, you don't have a morning service? He said, yes, it's at five o'clock. At 5 a.m. the next morning, all of the cattle farmers came to church and then left church by 7 o'clock to go and milk their cattle. Then they came back to town where once a week there would be a farmer's market and they would be able to buy all of the vegetables that they needed for that week on Sunday morning. You see, there's nothing magical about 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. In Brazil, I attended churches in Brazil. There was not a single one that met on Sunday morning, and I don't know why. They all met on Sunday evening. The church that I attended had two services. One was held at 6 p.m., the second service at 8 p.m. And they were huge, around 1,300 in each service. Throughout the world, churches meet at different times. There's nothing magical about Sunday morning. Think about what you hold close to yourself as Christianity? Is it what the Bible truly says you should be doing? Or is this something that you assume you should be doing because you've always done it? God bless you as you evaluate your own Christian walk today. Like, follow, subscribe, and share this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. 
If you have a question for us, send it to questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at Jephthah's second horrible misunderstanding. <laughs>